Welcome to The Vault. Tune in every week to unlock the marketing secrets of some of the fastest growing businesses. You'll hear practical tips, strategies, and case studies that will help you build incredible marketing campaigns for your business. And now, here's your host, Stacey Keogh. Welcome to The Vault. In today's episode, I cover my top 10 Twitter hacks, which will help you to use the platform much more effectively. Let's be honest, Twitter doesn't do a very good job of telling you what it does or why you'd want to use it. As a result, Twitter is a very misunderstood social network and tool by the vast majority of people. To me, Twitter is all about curators, people you follow who aggregate information for you about a specific topic so that you don't have to. Twitter, one of the most popular social networking services in the world, is a microblogging platform which allows registered users to post and to send other registered users short messages. These short messages, limited to 280 characters, are called tweets. Which other means do you have to be able to direct message Donald Trump or Justin Bieber and actually get a response? Twitter offers a direct route to your audience, whoever that might be. You can hear what your customers have to say about you, and you can get your content out in front of your own consumers within just a few seconds. It really is a phenomenal platform. So if you want to get the most out of Twitter, tune in and listen to my top 10 Twitter hacks. Today, I'm going to be running through my top 10 Twitter hacks and tips and tricks of using this platform. I'm really excited to kind of share these with you because Twitter is one of those platforms that I think a lot of people are not necessarily aware of how to use it effectively for their specific business. So I want to run through some of the the little tips and tricks that I use Twitter for. There's so many advantages to using Twitter, but I'm just going to run through what I use it for every day and how I use it. And hopefully you find some benefit in this. So tip number one is hashtags. So hashtags can be found virtually everywhere. Hashtags were actually, they were actually invented by Twitter. So back in the day, before any other social media platforms integrated hashtags, uh, Twitter came up with this concept that if you put a hashtag and then a word, that was how you were able to search for specific topics. Things have changed a little bit on Twitter now, and actually your entire tweet is actually searchable. So you no longer have to hashtag things in order for them to be found. However, hashtags still have a lot of purpose. So it's a really great way of grouping tweets together. Hashtags allow users to join in conversations. It does help their content to get discovered by specific searches. Uh, You know, for example, if a user has an opinion on something like America's Got Talent or The Great British Bake Off, uh, by adding a hashtag America's Got Talent or GBBO to their tweet, they will actually show up for anybody searching for that hashtag. So it just means that by using hashtags like that, if they're relevant to your business, you can connect with people that are interested in that same subject. So it's particularly useful strategy if you're tweeting on behalf, obviously, of of your own business, or if you want to get your product in front of consumers for a specific subject that they're interested in. So an example of this, we're working with a client of ours who run a luxury macaroon business, 
And obviously the Great British Bake Off is relevant for them. So they were able to chip in and offer their two cents on things that were happening across that show. And that helped to gauge or to increase exposure for their brand because people that were looking at that hashtag were really interested in baking and wanted advice and tips and things like that. So it's a really, really good way of getting exposure. So hashtags can be awesome. My tip number two is to optimize your Twitter stream. So what I mean by that is think about what you're posting and how it visually looks down the stream on Twitter. So things like landscape images tend to perform better on Twitter than, for example, a square one that you might use on Instagram. So it's a good idea, I think, to include an image about every three tweets that you put out there. You don't want to completely dominate your feed with images. Tweets without images can be a little bit boring. However, if your page is just filled with images, then it's really difficult to make one particular tweet stand out from all the others. So mix and match it a little bit, but make sure that you're using images to gain the attention from your audience. I really like the idea of pre-scheduling these tweets, and that can enable you to share tweets at peak times. So for example, research shows that publishing on Sunday at 4 p.m. is a really high traffic period on LinkedIn, but who really wants to be working or whatever on a Sunday afternoon? I definitely don't want to be if I don't have to be. So I tend to try to plan out content and pre-schedule them. So if I got those really great images or got a couple of tweets that I want to push out to get in front of a particular audience, I'll schedule those out. And I guess it's kind of a bonus tip for this one, which is I like the idea of planning out two or three tweets per day. So I plan those in advance and they're about subjects that I like to talk about on Twitter things that I value, things that I know my audience are interested in. And that saves me really a lot of time throughout the week. So I don't have to be on Twitter constantly posting. What I can then do is I can add in real-time tweets each day as and when things happen. So if I'm at a specific location I want to tag in, or I'm at an event I want to put a picture out, I can do that in real time. But I at least know that I've got some backup tweets going out to keep pushing content out in front of my audience. So that's a kind of little bonus tip there. Tip number three, create lists. If you're not using lists, you are missing a trick. So lists, for anybody that isn't aware of them, on Twitter, you can create different lists. One thing that's really important to understand is there are private lists and there are public lists. So when you create a list on your profile, you want to be really cautious and make a decision as to whether it should be private or public. The reason I mention this is, for example, the type of list that I use, I've got a list full of my customers. So that is a list that I don't particularly want to make public because it means that any of my competitors, for example, could just come onto my profile and see a full big long list of all of my customers. So that's a list that I have that's private. But the reason that I have this list set up is I call the list my customers and I can put all of my clients and customers into that list so that when I go on Twitter and I actually want to engage with them and help to raise their profile and and start conversations and things with them, rather than me searching through my entire feed on Twitter, I can just go to that list and and pull up all my customers and, and interact with the ones that I want to do that for. I do the same, for example, for my business accountability group. So I regularly meet up with a few different business owners and we discuss our businesses. We talk about all of our successes, our challenges. We share advice, things that are working really well in our industries. And it's just a really great sort of business group that I meet up with. 
I want to help support them on Twitter. So what I do is I have a list set up for them. So I've just got, there's just six of them. I have all six of them inside that list. Again, it's a private list for me. And it just means that when I've got a spare five minutes and I want to go in and and like and comment on um, my business accountability group's tweets, I can just hit that list and it just shows me their tweets. So again, I'm not having to filter through my entire Twitter feed because I'm following thousands of accounts. I don't want to get lost and have to search through everything. That's just annoying. And so tweets are really awesome for that. You can do the same thing with your competitors. So again, I'd really make sure that that is a private list. What happens with public lists is if you add someone to a public list, they get a notification to say that they've been added to this list. So, you know, if you are doing something sensitive like your customers or competitors, you do want to make sure that it is private. Um, so there's private lists you can add them in. Another one that I have set up is for trendsetters or influencers in the field. So I have a marketing list, marketing influencers. I have that as a public list because I'm more than happy for those influencers to know that I'm following them and I think of them as influencers. So I have that as a public list. And just again, it just means that I can, rather than searching through my entire Twitter feed, I can just click on my marketing influencer list and I can retweet, comment, share, like the types of tweets that they have shared that I'm excited about. Tip number four, use direct messaging. This is a really, really good way to build relationships. It's a way easier way to to build, I guess, more personal and one-to-one connections on Twitter. It's by using this direct message function. So sending a direct message is a really good way of saying thanks for getting a conversation rolling or started. And I think businesses should be really mindful of the opportunities afforded to them by using this feature. Um, It can be really, really powerful to build relationships. So get on board and use direct messages where you can. Tip number five, credit your sources with an at mention. I highly recommend doing this, not just because it's nice to show respect to the content creator, but it's also a little bit selfish for strategic reasons. And I'm going to tell you why. When you mention that person who is likely to be reasonably influential, that you've shared their content and you've tagged them into it with an at mention, they'll get a notification. So the likelihood is that after seeing that, that you've shared their content and kindly linked back to them and given them the credit for producing that content, they're probably going to check out your profile. And from there, they might even favorite your tweet or retweet some of your posts. So they may even follow you. And all you have to do is be nice by mentioning them into it. So it can be a really good way of growing your audience or helping influencers start to recognize who you are. So that's a really, really awesome piece of advice or a tip that you can use on Twitter. Tip number six, trim the fat. So every once in a while, it pays dividends to perform, you know, a bit of spring cleaning by unfollowing users who've become inactive or aren't really relevant for you anymore. It can be a bit of a pain to go through and actually unfollow and all this kind of stuff for people that you're not interested in, but it is worth doing because it just helps keep Twitter interesting for yourself so you don't get kind of bogged down in all the detail. What's more, you know, people often will look at the list of people that you're following. So if you're following really great people and they can use you as a source of information and that can be really make you a really, really valuable asset to other people in your industry. So just good practice, you know, trim the fat every now and again. Tip number seven, host a poll. So can't decide between restaurants to eat at tonight, you know, run a Twitter poll and, you know, people can vote on that and it can give you the advice or the answer to your question. It's as simple as clicking the poll tab beneath the tweet box. 
You can set one up and running within just a couple of seconds. It's a really great feature on Twitter. It's totally free and it's just a surefire way to get people interacting with you and actually to get feedback on things that are happening in your business too. So you don't have to be asking people where to eat tonight. It could be something relevant for your business. You know, I actually ran one of these recently where I asked the question, do you want us to run the next podcast on LinkedIn tips or Twitter tips? And of course, everyone's voting on there. And then here we are running this podcast. So um, really, really good idea of, of how to use Twitter and how to just, I guess, get people engaging. If you're finding your engagement rates are slipping, polls can be super awesome for just boosting that back up. Tip number eight, download your tweet history. Ooh, this could be a little bit scary if you've been using Twitter for a long time. But if you've ever wanted an archive of every tweet you've ever sent out, or maybe you just want to look back at some of the awesome or possibly really dumb tweets that you sent out all those years ago, uh, see how much you've matured on Twitter, then this is absolutely possible. So you can request your archive. There's a feature on Twitter that they rolled out. And what they'll do is they'll email you a zip file with a CSV of every tweet that you've ever sent out. It's really important to look at, and I do this when I start working with new clients, because what it allows me to do is just pick up on anything that is maybe unsavory or maybe representing a business in the wrong way. So for example, if I'm managing a personal brand for a client, so often, you know, a CEO of a company or a founder of a company may want us to manage their Twitter profile, but because they're now the representative of a company or the front face of their company, it is really good practice to kind of for us to have a little look at what they've done in the past, um, just so that we can monitor or be aware of anything that might pop up further down the line. So it's just a really good piece of advice. If you've been using Twitter for a while, definitely you know request that archive and have a look at what your tweet history says. Tip number nine, use videos to beat the character count. So I love this because often I have a lot of clients ask me like, oh, Twitter, it's annoying. You know, you can't post a big long post like you can on Facebook or LinkedIn or even Instagram. So if you ever feel restricted by the character count limit, just video yourself delivering your message to your audience because Twitter now allows you up to 30 seconds of video at a time through each tweet. So you can release a 30 second video of you explaining whatever it is that you want to explain. And then you've still got your 240 characters that you can post with the video. So video also just gets a lot more attention and it allows your audience kind of build a stronger relationship with you. They feel more connected to you because they actually get to see you physically. So, you know, use video to beat that current account if that's something that's an issue for you. And my final tip, tip number 10, use Twitter moments to boost your business. So I actually think that this is crazy how many people do not take advantage of this. So Twitter moments, it's, it's a really valuable tool, but it is really overlooked. Its purpose is to highlight the best of Twitter. But unlike posts in your timeline content, posts in moments can be seen by anyone. So regardless of whether they follow you or not, people can see Twitter moments. So the way that you go ahead and set this up is you go to the moments tab and you want to click on create a moment. You want to add in a really catchy title, a description and an eye-catching image. And then the content is organized by how newsworthy and popular it is. So it's ideal for promotions or product launches. You can attach relevant tweets that have gone out, both from yourself, from your customers, from followers, anything that you want into this moment. And it's just a really great way to get the attention of people that are not currently following you, but interested in a specific subject. 
So if you haven't tried Twitter Moments, definitely get involved. That's a really phenomenal way to leverage Twitter. Bonus tip, because I, I, I was just going to cover 10 tips, but I think one thing that's really, really important is Twitter is the ultimate newsroom. Journalists, bloggers, media outlets, everybody is on Twitter. So one thing I use Twitter for a lot is to follow the editors, uh, the journalists of publications that I'm really interested in and that are relevant for my business, because it means that I can engage with them. I can follow their content. That's another great list that you could create as journalists or media contacts so that when you are you're watching one, what the, what they're interested in or what they're looking for, perhaps you be- could become a source for them if you're keeping an eye on the types of subjects that they want to cover. But then also you can tweet them or um, tag them into things that you think would be really relevant. Obviously, don't be annoying. You know, don't tag them into every tweet just because you think that it's interesting. But utilizing Twitter for PR and news opportunities is really amazing. And it's a really, really great piece of advice for anybody that isn't doing it already. It's it's the number one go-to place to be able to connect with media outlets and journalists. So I hope you found some of these things helpful. If you've struggled with Twitter in the past and you're not really sure how to use it or how to get the most out of it, some of these tips, um, these are just the way that I use it. There's so much more. There really is a lot of ways to use Twitter and there's so many benefits and advantages to using it. But these are just 10 or 11, I gave you that bonus tip. Um, Of the things that I'm doing every day um, across my profiles, I have multiple profiles. I've got Stacey Keogh UK. I've got my agency account, which is at Brand Lective. And I also have The Vault. So The Vault says, um, S-A-Y-S, The Vault says across Twitter. So connect with me, tweet me, let me know what your favorite tip was. I would love to hear from you and whether this has benefited you. All right, that's all folks. Don't forget to connect with me on Twitter and let me know if you found this episode helpful. Check in later this week to listen to my next episode with Tony J. Salemi, who speaks to me about limiting beliefs and how to be happier in your business and your personal relationships. He also covers some great advice on how to do marketing completely free. It's not to be missed. Tune in soon. You've just been listening to The Vault Podcast with Stacey Keogh. If you've enjoyed the show, she'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. And don't forget to head over to www.thevault.global for more free content that will help you build an effective marketing strategy.